you are listening to a new episode of Beyond the Curtain Podcast, presented by the Outlaw Wrestling Network. Hey y'all, it's Randall Beely of the Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, and any place you listen to your podcast for if you want a no-holds-barred, no-fucks-giving approach to the world of wrestling. Check out the Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. Well, howdy-ho there, motherfuckers. It's James Beatley. I hope you're enjoying the content on the Beyond the Curtain podcast. And as a member of the Outlaw Wrestling Network, I'd like to just take a moment and plug my podcast, the Taken the Bump podcast. Um, it is a weekly podcast. I try to at least put out one episode a week um, going through the hottest topics in professional wrestling. Um, I tend to focus more on impact wrestling and all elite wrestling, um, but I will span the entire uh, profession, the entire genre of professional wrestling. Um, For more info and to listen to all previous episodes, follow me on Twitter at TheBPodcast and follow me on Facebook, Taking the Bump Podcast. Um, Y'all can message me, y'all can comment uh, get in touch with me, ask me questions if y'all want to partner up in any way, um, be a guest on the show, I'll gladly take all questions and comments, uh, send them to me on either of my social medias, it's James Beatley, host of the Take the Bump podcast, and now back to your regularly scheduled content. Doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you know, stuck inside, doing nothing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I'll leave that up to you. Um, and uh, and James, to, since he's going to gonna moderate it, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, we'll just, whenever y'all want to have it, I'm, I'm down. Works for me. Three years in the making.
Uh, trying to remember. I know I watched like the first three weeks straight. Uh, I've seen bits. I've seen like bits and pieces of dynamite. Some like different segments. Uh, I know what week was it? I think it was the week they did the triple threat for the number one contender for the winner takes all thing. I flipped right before that match started. I flipped to AEW to see what was going up against it, which I honestly don't remember what it was. That was like a month ago. Um, um, I just wanted to see what, I figure that would be the highest drawing NXT segments. I wanted to see what was going up against it. Um, but like I don't remember what it is. Um, but yeah, other than like bits and pieces every now and then, not, not much of uh, watching of any of that programming. I've seen some dark. I've seen, I saw one episode of dark like a month ago. When uh, John Schuyler was on it, it, it they have a lot of PWX guys come come on to it. They, and uh, they had Serpentico, John Schuyler, Bro- Brady Pierce, and uh, damn, what the fuck's his name? He's the champion of PWX. How do I forget his name? Um, so, uh, well, that's Serpentico's other gimmick. His non-mask gimmick. Um, I don't remember his name. He's the he's the black dude with dreads. I don't know if you remember him. Um, right. Um, for me, it's more of a, a storytelling thing, not saying AW can't tell stories. It's more of a, I, I felt there were more stories I was connected to and, and more invested in with NXT, um, being more so than AEW, where AEW sort of ran for the longest time with the whole inner circle versus the elite thing and focus a lot of time on that. 
while they were still building their other stories, which is perfectly fine. I, I felt NXT spent more time on building um, bu- building stars that weren't necessarily in... I, I think this is my biggest thing with anyone outside of WWE is they focus, in my opinion, too much on uh, putting a bunch of stars together in factions and then trying to build too many people too quickly, whereas NXT over the last year, they really were just trying to build Keith Lee, uh, Dijakovic, and um, some of the other female. Tegan Knox has been getting a big push, um, which she'll randomly gets a t- her title shot this week on random TV for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I don't understand that either. But uh, I would hate, I have my own opinions on this week's episode of NXT. That's for my own show. Um, But just personally to me, they were, I feel the building of individual superstars rather than factions and tag teams um, is a bigger draw to me than what AEW is doing. Not saying AEW style is wrong. I feel a lot of, NXT marks, like you said, are like, well, NXT is better because of this. I think it's just a difference in style. And to me, I've never really been a big fan of tag team wrestling and focusing on the tag teams. Um, Whereas I think New Japan, um, AEW, they've really put a big focus on these factions to where like even like we saw a new Japan over the week and with bullet club basically taking over again, um, with evil joining and with literally within eight hours, won the intercontinental and the world championship for new Japan. So, um, yeah, I think it's more of just the, st- the stylistic focus more so on, um, singles wrestling and telling a story whereas AEW stylistically is more we're going to be in the ring and we'll tell the story in the ring and we'll, we'll do the same we'll do matches that will build you know and I, that's perfectly fine you can build superstars through their in-ring ability whereas NXT is more so focused on just like this last episode of NXT had two matches and a whole bunch of filler with Killer Cross doing backstage promos and shoot, uh, who else did backstage? The Robert Stone brand, which is a complete waste of time. Don't understand why that's continuing to be a thing. Uh, as if you would listen to my podcast, I completely shit on it. I think it's a waste of time. Anyway, but you my point is being we have a lot of superstars that they build through backstage promos, not necessarily in ring. And I would prefer that. And then to see matches at big time shows rather than seeing like, for example, Cody versus so-and-so every other week. Um, Or like we, like Lance Archer and Cody would always meet before they had their 
I don't know. I just prefer the stylistic difference that NXT brings. Um, but in that sense, I would ask you the same question. What would an AEW fan say would be better that NXT doesn't have? From what I saw, I don't know if this article is true, but it sounds like Vince McMahon's ready to give control of the whole company to Triple H. We shall see how that becomes. I mean, you can't really – I'll give them a pass on that because Brit is gone and they can't bring all their Japanese stars because of COVID. Um, so Right. Right. I'll be I'll be honest though, with all the talent NXT's women have, women's division irritates me. So much. Not saying the storylines are bad, but Rhea Ripley stuck fighting Aaliyah week in and week out. 
completely wasting her talent. But I, I digress. Uh, not not so much anymore being that I felt leading into WrestleMania, if the, the three that they focused on were EO, um, Rhea, and um, Bianca. Bianca's on the main roster now doing absolutely nothing. EO's your champion. Rhea is stuck doing nothing. Um, and then they focus on, honestly, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Charlotte fucking ruined the NXT Women's Division. She didn't draw the way they thought they would. Um, and so I, I just, with them focusing on Charlotte, they c- completely abandoned Mia Yim. And Dakota's okay. She's never going to be main champion status, in my in my opinion. You got Shotzi, which is growing, but it's a deep roster pool. They just don't know anything how to handle that much talent, in my opinion.
Agreed. Or Vince, or Vince would take you to become an R Truth type character without actually putting in the time. Like so, to me, I think the major difference always goes down to the the style of the type of show it is. AEW is a wrestling show, whereas WWE is an entertainment show. Um, it's entertainment that happens to have wrestling on the show, whereas AEW is wrestling that is very entertaining. Um, and I feel it's more entertaining for people who are involved in it every week. Me, not so much, or some things that, that are confusing, but I understand the gist of a lot of the characters, being that I've watched some of the shows and I've watched indie wrestling for a while. Um, so I feel AEW being that wrestling centric show, I feel there's more fans who want that as compared to the entertainment style of the nineties where, um, I feel a lot of the people who, you know, you'll always hear me or Vince Russo talk about we, that, that wrestling lost 90% of its fan base since 2000. It's true, but the ones that left are the ones that were only there for the entertainment aspect and not necessarily the wrestling aspect. Um, and so I don't think we'll ever get them back because wrestling is more niche than it was in the 90s. It's so much more counterculture, um, even though some fans want to consider it cool. It It's not culturally accepted as something that would be considered cool. Um, and so it's the stylistic differences. Majority of the fans want in-ring matches and I'm, I'm in between. I want entertainment and I want, I love to see good in-ring matches, but I want the in-ring matches to actually make sense. Like you said, with new Japan, where they'll just throw two people together and they can put on a 10 star match, uh, 12 stars in the Tokyo dome. Um, um, put on a 10 star match and the crowd would love it, but I'm, I'll be sitting there saying, Hey, that was a really good match. Now, what the fuck were you fighting for?
Um, I forgot where I, I forgot where I was headed. Um, Right. Right. Um, I think my biggest issue, and it goes for, I think, every major company out there. New Japan, not so much because... Majority of the time, if I'm watching them, it's a pay-per-view, so I don't watch their major TV programming. But most companies, AW, Impact, I feel they they show the same matches over and over. WWE is notorious for this, for having, for example, Rollins versus Rey Mysterio is at horror show at Extreme Rules, which, first off, is the gayest name I've ever heard in my life. Um it's going to be completely, completely awful, especially this match with the CGI pulling of an eye. I just, I, I'm glad you got the Lucha under, Underground guys on your team, but this is a little too much. Um, but this match, how many times do I got to see Rollins fight Seth or Rollins fight Rey Mysterio on TV before I have to sit here and, and watch him? Um, and so they do that consistently where like WrestleMania main event Brock Lesnar versus Isco Roman Reigns, for example, and they'll, they'll fight eight times before WrestleMania. And now I'm supposed to suspect that this is a once in a lifetime event. Um, and so I think both companies can work on that. AEW doesn't do it as much. Um, and if they do, it's more so the lack of how WWE's roster, I think it pisses me off more for them because they used to have 8 billion people sitting at home. Brock Lesnar can have squash matches versus all of them leading up to Roman Reigns, and it would make more sense than me seeing Roman Reigns fight him 18 times leading up. Um, but I feel if... And this was, has always been my sort of philosophy towards it, that the story that the ring in on the TV show should be 
use some. You you want to have wrestling on your show, but it shouldn't be the main focus. Uh, to me, the storyline, the building but behind the scenes, the promos, the the backstage interaction to build to the pay-per-view where you get the actual fight. Um, for example, if you use when you um, watch a UFC style fight, you'll do press conferences and, and promos and, and commercials and none of none of the build up to the match happens in the octagon. They they don't meet in the octagon until they actually fight. And that's why the build up for UFC or boxing is all always especially when it's a big match like um when uh, McGregor and Mayweather fought that they had a big hype around it more so because of who who was fighting but just the words McGregor was calling Mayweather and Mayweather was calling McGregor that build up was great it wouldn't have been great if they got in a in a boxing a boxing ring eight times and and sparred on live TV before the actual match um, so I feel if they went to that direction, um, it would probably fit WWE style a lot better and just have a lot of backstage interaction, press conference type interaction um, and left the ring out of it until the pay-per-views. I feel, I mean, it, it might not work. Like I said, the audience nowadays for wrestling, they want to see in-ring stuff. I just feel the today's audience is really anti WWE style. So either WWE's gonna have to change its style, or they have to market towards the people who watch them and make that the best programming they have. And right now, I don't think they're doing a very good job at it. To the point where Fox is um, considering dropping SmackDown um, a year into this deal. So. The greatest thing that I think COVID has brought is as much as it's hurt the wrestling industry, it's cost a lot of companies billions of dollars in the wrestling industry. It's been completely devastating to the independent scene. But the greatest thing it's done is force WWE to do what I said that they should have been doing forever. And that's doing out of the arena promos. Killer Cross is doing a bunch of them. They've done a lot for NXT guys. Um, now imagine if you had Brock Lesnar on the show. Um, and this has always been the biggest thing against him is he's there for five minutes. 
once once every four months. Well, imagine if you had Brock Lesnar still in the title picture once his belt back, but we don't see him for four months except for the random promo that pops up every other week. Like WWE's gonna first off, there's there these are some pretty good promos. The killer cross ones are tremendous. Um and so I expect it to continue after COVID. If they stop it, it'll be disappointing. But it's really forced them to get more creative outside of the typical um, we're going to do an interview backstage type thing, um, which it's always predictable how their shows are laid. You can definitely tell that the layout's there. Um, The show, I haven't watched. I don't watch Raw SmackDown at all. I think it's awful, to be completely honest. Um, I just, this is nothing to against Pritchard, but he just needs to leave the industry. Um, I just, he's too much of a yes man, uh, for McMahon. So anything McMahon wants, he's going to make happen. Um, and so it's hard for him to get his own style out there. He's done a lot of things. And another person that needs to leave is fucking Kevin Dunn. Um, he's probably <laughs> he's probably upset that he can't get crowd shots every uh, twenty seconds. Um, but yeah, he. I think they need to completely redo their creative team, bring in some more. That's one thing I will give AEW is their creative team for the most part. Granted, all of them are wrestlers and they all work for the company. They understand the wrestling business. The entertainer sort of reality show writing writers that they have, they don't understand the business. Um, the one guy they did have just got fired. I forgot his name. He used to, uh, the Joseph, I think was his last name. He used to work for MLW and he worked on some reality shows. Um, but he he sort of knew the the wrestling business, but he just quit. Um, uh, but they don't really have anyone there that truly understands. And I don't even think Vince McMahon truly understands the wrestling business. Um, and so that's always, I think, been the biggest thing that got in his way is he understands entertainment. And I think that's why he he allowed Russo to take over because Russo is the same way. He does not understand the wrestling business, and I completely understand those critiques against him. Um, but he understood the entertainment business um, and the sort of culture of the time. Like Russo would not work at all today. All these Russo fans who were like, Vince Russo needs to get a job in WWE and It'll, it will not bring them to new heights. His style would not work today. Um, so, I mean, I think the biggest thing between the two shows, as I've said this whole this whole episode, is just stylistic differences. And I'm not one to say which one's better or which one. I'm not, I'm not here to say AEW doesn't understand. I just think their style is more in tune with the fans of today, whereas WWE, they're still hanging on. I feel McMahon's sort of philosophies. Oh, it worked in the nineties. So let's just keep doing it. Um, 
there's definitely some changes that both shows need to make. Um, Right, and I'm trying to remember which person from FTR. I said I think it was Dax. He um he made a tweet the other day, which um I I, I agree with heavily with what he said. He said he basically he was tired of all these people um hating on one show on Wednesday and liking the other. That both uh, he said he watched both shows. Um, I think it was a week he wasn't on, and so he just watched both shows. Anyway, um, and said that he enjoyed both of them um, and that as fans, we're, we are ultimately winning. And I do agree with this. There's no reason to sort of create like Twitter beef with. I'm an NXT fan through and through, but I'm not going to hate on you for not watching NXT. Um, right. So. I just feel the biggest thing that we as wrestling fans need to do is realize that everybody's going to have their different tastes. It's just like music or other forms of entertainment. You may not like what I like, but as, but you should allow me to like what I do like. Um, so examples, some people might like um, heavy metal, whereas some people, and that's more of the, the wrestling-esque genre when it comes to music um, would be metal, um, more alternative forms of rock. It's more of the underground sort of edgy style of music today, um, not mainstream. And so you may like it, but others may not. Um, even within that genre, there may be certain bands that I may like that you may not like. And so it's okay to have differences. Um, so support who you like. I'll support who I like. And I, I don't think there's reason to create all this drama. On Twitter is just a cesspool of drama. You can't get away from it. Um, like even like my personal Twitter, I use more so for like politics or other sports. And then I have the the two pages that I run for OWN and Unhinged Wrestling Podcast. And there's still drama on that one about the wrestling world. You can't get away from it. I think we need to do our best as a uh, as a family in wrestling. Because I still remember the WrestleMania we went to when that crowd, like, what it didn't matter what what race you were, what religion you followed, you were all there for that same common purpose of watching wrestling. And I think we need to get back to that. I think here recently with the creation of AEW, a lot of wrestling fans have tried to create needless drama over which brand was better. We both, we all win in the, in the end. 
because AEW is definitely forced WWE to do some things different. Um, so, I mean, that's my rant for the day. Uh, Which let me tell you, Impact, I don't watch it all the time, but when I do watch it, it, it's completely surprising on how good that product is. Yeah. In other, in other news, um, Billy, uh, the dude who used to be the lead singer for Smash and Pumpkins, I don't remember his name. He, he has no luck in the wrestling industry because uh, NW, NWA might... Uh, might not get back from uh, what just came down with all these allegations and stuff. So, which is sad because it was sad because they were growing a following. Um, but it is what it is. My fear, my fear is not you, because I basically know your talking points. And I, my fear is that James is going to ask questions biasly. And I know you're going to try not to – you're going to tell him not to be biased. But I still feel he's going to ask bias the questions biasly and put his input into it. And that's my fear. I know you know a lot of what you're talking about. I don't really have many talking points more so. Here's how I expect it to happen. I expect him to ask questions. Um, and which is why I'm glad you're going to let him run the questions through me. Um, but I expect him to ask questions for you to give dates and times. And this is what happened here. I don't. So second thing I want to clear up before we leave is a Russo debate, just Russo in general or Russo and WCW. Because I feel that's two different debates. If the debate is, if the debate is Russo was uh, that Russo destroyed WCW, and that could be one of the debate topics, then that's a different debate. There's really not a debate really to talk about. I only have one thing to to say to argue there, and I've argued it a lot. Um, I'm not going to give that away because I'm sure. You have your talking points too, but if the other debate topic is Vince Russo was a good writer in general, that's a completely different debate. There's a lot more I could talk about in that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something we would have to consider. Um, right. 
Right. Right. All right, it works. Works, uh, with, works well with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right, so you could find Unhinged Wrestling Podcast at UH Wrestling Pod, and we want to mention a special, uh, a special, special announcement. If you go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash UHWP, that is the official Unhinged Wrestling Podcast merchandise store. From now to the end of the year, we have a promotion. Put in promo code RONA, R-O-N-A, and it's 25% off the entire order. Whether it's t-shirt, sweatshirt, phone case, uh, stickers, whatever. There's a bunch of stuff on there you can look at. Again, it's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash U-H-W-P. Promo code Rona R O N A.
Um, well, before we get to that, the Braves just sound yes, yell, Puig. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, if it was me, I'm with you with the Red Wolves. Um, I just think the logo designs would be easier, like, to be creative with. The biggest issue with the Red Wolves um, is a small university named Arkansas State University. They're the Red Wolves, and they sue anyone that tries to use that name. Um, they're currently in a lawsuit with uh, United Soccer League, I think, the USL team, the Chattanooga Red Wolves. Um, I think the it's two words for what they have. So if you make it one word, you might be able to get the trademark. Um, Dan Snyder obviously has a lot more money than that university has. So I'm sure he can work out a deal with them. But I do like the Red Wolves. I think it's easier to incorporate the current color scheme. That way you don't really have to change a lot. Um, and I'm sure, I think I saw something. Didn't the Redskins say that they're going to do like buybacks for jerseys and and stuff like that? That way you can get. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I'm with the Red Wolves. My fear is they're gonna choose some stupid name and go to the red, white, and blue color scheme the rest of the the sports teams in DC have. Um, so we shall see. I've heard as early as next week they could announce the name. So And, and and I think this I think this is a perfect way to end this podcast. I'm gonna quote the the one and only Cartman, the Washington Redskins, go fuck yourself. Right. Or I don't even think you need like a wolf on the helmet. Just do like the W but incorporate the Capitol building into it. Like like the that'd be cool. And then like or like um use like the wolves wrestling logo that like like the paw scratch down the that like there's so much you could do with the red wolves where I get the red tails, but that's stupid as fuck, in my opinion. They're gonna choose something like the Washington Monuments, and I swear to God, if that's the name, I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, Cody. I would like. Oh, don't worry, they're gonna come after us eventually. They're fucking attacking the Texas Rangers, for God's sakes. Ha, 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 ha.